0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Yeah! Ripon has his man, Henry Nichols. Tried to get cute, tried to play it fine. Unfortunately, he's missed out. Michael Repon makes the breakthrough. done him, he's done him, Ripon rips through Ross Taylor and he's gone for 11 well it takes a good ball to get a great player out and that's exactly what Michael Ripon's done he gets another one, Ripon, Taylor goes for 11, it's 186 for 3 highlights of uh, michael ripon uh, taking wickets uh, against some pretty good players there uh, he's got an incredibly hard art to perform and that's left arm wrist spin but yesterday it was decided by the black cap selectors that we want to see at an international level so he's the sole new face named in the black cap squads to play against the associate nations in ireland and scotland and in the netherlands michael's been applying his trade to leg spin or uh, left arm leg spin bowling uh, for the Otago Volts, has previously represented uh, Netherlands 31 times, so he's had a taste of international cricket. Also, of course, uh, he's got a background in South Africa as well. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Michael. Uh, congratulations on your selection. How does it feel to say, after all that sacrifice, coming all that way from South Africa, you're going to be a Black Cap?
1: Hi, Smithy. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's um, yeah, it's been quite a surreal 24 hours, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a hell of a journey, um, obviously left over again in 2010 and then sort of uh, been traveling with the Netherlands, um, but yeah, been, been pretty settled in, in New Zealand since 2017 and um, yeah, it's been a personal goal of mine for the last couple of years, so yeah, thoroughly thrilled and um, looking forward to the experience.
0: So this is a, good, uh, a really good commitment from you, Michael, because, of course, uh, once you've gone from an associate country to a fully-fledged test nation as such, you can't go back. So it wouldn't, wouldn't have been an easy decision, I would imagine, would it?
1: Um, no, it actually wasn't that hard a decision. Um, yeah, obviously, since moving in 2017, I initially only came over for a month as an overseas replacement. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I uh, love the culture. I love the people. Um, yeah, so it wasn't that hard a decision it's, yeah, it's something that i've always wanted to do and um yeah i've had my mind firmly set
0: on that interesting uh, your background I, you know obviously i've, I've done a, a little bit of research on that your upbringing um originally in south africa um, tell us, uh, tell us about the way that um, you went the cricket way over there, and and uh, the development that had you had through the age groups, etc., to the point where you were playing for the Cape Cobras, the Western Province, etc. Yeah,
1: uh, just yeah, sort of came through the uh, Western Province ranks. So you know, played thirteen, fifteen, uh, seventeen, and nineteens and then um, and then from there, it sort of my growth got accelerated quite quite quickly. I sort of got pushed out of school. Um, and sort of came in, I guess, as a as a wild card for the uh, Standard Bank Twenty Twenty um, back then. So yeah, things happened quite quickly for me. And then um, yeah, after that uh, first season, I got a I broke my collarbone and um, uh, Sussex County Cricket Club were down in Western Province doing a preseason camp, and I, I was bowling to them in in the nets. And um, yeah, they asked me if I'd be keen to go over there for a trial, and um, it was something I always wanted to do go go and experience county cricket. So. Yeah, that's sort of where I shifted over to the UK and got involved with, with the Netherlands.
0: Okay, let's uh, look at your particular art in the game. Now, history says you will be the first uh, left-arm wrist spinner uh, to ever play for New Zealand. Now, that's 92 years of history. Um, it's, a, it's an extremely difficult art that you've chosen. Uh, how, did you, how did you become left-arm wrist spin as opposed to orthodox?
1: Um, well, I, like most kids, I actually started off bowling medium pace and wasn't very really good at that. So took up um, orthodox spin, and I always had the natural ability to, to bowl leg spin. But growing up, when I was 12, 13, 14, um, obviously my stock ball was orthodox ball, and then the leg spin was my variation. But when you hit 15, uh, the, the difference is, is too big in, in terms of the variation. So when I was 15, I made the decision to switch permanently to, to um, wrist spin. And... Yeah, it was sort of like it was quite a tough time to do that, you know, switching at 15 or 16, obviously not having the control and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the challenge of trying something new. And I also thought pretty much for, for this exact reason that um, further down the line, there'd be a few more opportunities presenting itself.
0: Okay, so uh, who's been your influence on that? Because as I say, it's a rare art. I mean, I can recall, and and people at home now will recall, uh, Paul Adams, who I think he was described as a bit of a a frog in a blender or something. Uh, I think some people used to describe him. His was extremely unusual. He ended up coaching um, bowling as well at uh, the Cape Cobras, etc. Was there a crossover there? Was there any contact there?
1: Yeah, there, there was a little bit of contact. Um, as I was coming through, he was uh, the spin and consultant. So, yeah, it was nice to chat to Paul because, obviously, when you have an action like that, you obviously get a lot of technical advice. So, um, yeah, I guess he was a signing board in my early years at um, Western Province. But I guess the, the motivation to switch to Rispin was, was the great or late Shane Warne. Um, yeah, he just watching him on TV, that wanted me to, to bowl Rispin. Um Yeah, so I guess that's when I...
0: Decided, I want to do that on a full-time basis. Incredible. Okay, that's a great, uh, great incentive to have. Okay, so since your time down, uh, you chose uh, uh, to to play for Otago. You got contracted early on, then you've got another full-time contract, etc. Uh, who, who's uh, who's you working with down there, or within New Zealand ranks? Are you able to to, to source anyone? Um, yeah. Well, like I suppose
1: we've obviously got you know sources within the. Uh, Within our domestic team, um, initially when I came over, we had um, our head coach Rob Walter and assistant coach Anton Rue. They were very influential in my development when I first came over. Um, you know, and then we're obviously very lucky with you know with the staff that we got with New Zealand cricket and our current uh, coaching support staff. So yeah, we we're not short of any resources. That's for sure.
0: Well you've played cricket um, all over the place, South Africa, of course for Sussex as well and, and uh, Canada as well, so it's not like uh, you're in Ubi, you're 30 years of age and quite often they say spinners mature quite late, so that you've got that in your favour.
1: Yeah, I've I've always looked up to someone like a Brad Hogg, um, obviously I watched him quite closely um, and I actually thought when, obviously he retired, I'm not sure of his exact age, must have been 35 or 36 and then he came back. Uh, when he was 40 and when he was 40 he looked almost better than when he was 35 so that sort of motivates me that you know I've got a yeah quite a few more years left in the tank and and that you never quite reach a ceiling um that quite motivates me I, I don't really like the phase of you know spin at their peak when they're steady, because then you sort of think that you've got to go down so um mm. yeah I've yeah I love talking to like a guy like Ish Sodi. you know um I feel with this art with wrist spin specifically obviously with all arts but you can always improve you can always grow. Um, yeah, so that is sort of some of my motivation. That I'm never going to be at my peak, but that's something that I want to strive towards.
0: I think there's a real push too, particularly in white ball cricket, uh, Michael, for um, spin bowlers. Uh, and, um, you know, each is experienced. Um, of course, you've got Mitchell Santner in the group as well. And I think particularly when you're playing in different parts of the world, it's such an asset to have. Are you predominantly, I mean, this is a white ball tour, this one, but are you, are you, are you open to, to Red ball cricket, to test cricket as well?
1: Yeah, I'm an absolute cricket nuffy. So I love all forms of the game. I, I do love the longest format. I feel that's the format. Um, I, I feel it's the toughest format, but it's also the most enjoyable format. You know, you can obviously do your skill for an extended or long period of time. Um, I think naturally with my skill set, it does uh, suit the shorter format as we've seen with a lot of wrist spinners on the T20 circuit at the moment, but um, yeah, it's something I definitely want to strive towards, playing, playing Red Bull cricket, yeah.
0: Okay, let's look at your varieties and uh, one of the things you talked about, the late great uh, Shane Warners, who is ever always looking to, to try something else, to, to bring something new into the game, to, to add to his arsenals as such. As, uh, what, what are your varieties looking like, are you continuing to try and develop those?
1: yeah well, I guess one of the things with Warren was, um, you know people used to always say he's bluffing and stuff because there's only so much you can actually do, which is true to an extent. you know you can either turn the ball left, right, but there's so many variances within that you can obviously change your degrees of spin your change of the pace. so it's the subtle variations that uh, create the most mystery, I think. so um yeah, it's small things you know, whereas changing seam angles, changing your grips and and all of that. So always learning and always looking for for new ideas.
0: What about when you like to bowl? Um, could you bowl? Do you bowl with a, a new ball very often as a, a, an opening variation as such, or you prefer an older ball?
1: No, I'm not too fussed. Um, generally in the T20 stuff I bowl, I might bowl one in the power play and then mostly through the middle. That's my job is to try and take take wickets through the middle. But um, no, I enjoy bowling with a new ball. Mostly our trainings and stuff um, we got to, yeah, we obviously get a new um, box of brand new balls, so you know, coach gives yeah. to the spinner and says, "How yeah, we go, boys? Can you make this ball a little bit older for the, you know, for the death guys and stuff?" So, um, yeah, it's something that we do on a day in day basis, training with all different types of balls. Like, you know, sometimes wetting the balls to get used to the dew factor and all that.
0: So, do you regard yourself as a container or a wicket taker?
1: I my my mindset is always to try and take wickets.
0: Good answer, absolutely good answer. Hey, uh, what what about? Um, what about contact with uh, your your Netherlands, team, your Netherlands teammates? Have you had much of that in the last 24 hours or so? Bearing in mind, you're going to be seeing them very shortly.
1: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm honestly on a few of the uh, WhatsApp groups, so I've been getting a bit of banter there the last couple of hours. Um, yeah, I haven't really given them that much, to be honest, but I might have to exit the groups pretty soon. Um, no, but it's... Yeah, obviously they've been a big part of my development and, you know, they obviously gave me a platform to play international cricket for so many years. So I'm I'm always going to be grateful for that. And I suppose with this election, that is the end of my Dutch career. But um, yeah, I I suppose I wish them all the best and I'll be following them closely.
0: Okay, so what do you know of the surfaces? Um, Because you've played um, some of the, uh, the associate cricket as such up in the UK region. What about the surfaces you're likely to bowl on in Ireland, Scotland, and the Netherlands in particular, which you know quite well? Are they conducive for yeah.
1: you? Yeah, I thought so. I haven't been to Holland now for a couple of years, three or four years, but I, I used to always think the wickets in Holland were quite low and slow. But uh, last week, watching that English game and seeing almost 500 um, scored on the board, yeah, big to different. I think that, I think the wickets are pretty good.
0: I was going to say, I mean, you get Josh Butler in the mood, though, mate. Um, I, I don't think anything's going to stop him uh, the way he's hitting it at the moment. Uh, exciting times. Yeah. And the, the other thing, I, of course, we should acknowledge is the fact that, you, you know, you're more than handy with the bat as well. So how do you divide your, your time in, in terms of preparation?
1: I'm um, generally just 50-50. Um, so I try and, yeah, I try and spend an equal amount of time on, on uh, batting and bowling.
0: Uh, Michael, it's uh, exciting, really exciting time for you. Um, I, I think that um, it's an art that is so interesting to watch, to talk about, to commentate on. I just love the fact that you're going to be part of it. So um, it's going to be interesting, and um, I, I wish you all the best, mate. You've made history. The first in 92 years of New Zealand cricket to perform your art at international level is something very, very special.